0: Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, John Hutzpeth, and welcome to today's show. We got a really good one this week. Um, Not going to get into it quite yet. Uh, I'm just going to say it's a really good episode. So, wanted to catch you guys up on what I've been up to lately. So, made it out to the ranch twice, actually, in the past week. And uh, the first trip I made out there was awesome. Um, I ended up buying some feed to put in my feeders. Instead of making my own, it's just it's a hassle. Last time I was up there, uh, they didn't have all the ingredients I needed. They were out of corn. And so I just didn't want to risk running into that same situation and leaving my feeders empty. And so I ended up uh, picking up some Game Pro by Martindale Feed Mill, which is my mom's side of the family. They they own and operate Martindale Feed Mill. And so picked up some of their 16% protein, uh, filled the back of my truck up, headed to the ranch, and got my feeders completely full. I uh, had a few bags left over just in case. Um, so yeah, both both the feeders I had filled previously were empty. Refilled them, got them up and going, and uh, also got, I think, six trail cameras out. Uh, so beginning of July now, bucks are starting to really pack on some inches. I don't have any yet that I you know really recognize from the past. There's one that I'm pretty sure I know which bucket is, but... But, um, you know, not going to quite put a put a name to him just yet. Uh, I have another buck that looks very, very promising. Uh, I'm going to say he's probably going to be a little bit young this year. Um, but, man, he, he looks like he could be a hammer in the future. So, so that's very exciting. Uh, but, man, I, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So got out to the ranch, like I said, had the protein feed, had the cameras with me, um, made it to my first stop. And again, these, <laughs> I keep talking about it. My soybeans, they just look so dang good. Um, I'm loving it, uh, but I come to find out, um, it's not necessarily such a great thing that they're looking so good, I found out. Um, but anyway, so yeah, first spot, beans were looking good. Went ahead and filled the protein feeder up. Got a, got a camera on it. This spot, it's kind of down in a hole. It's like before I get to the, to the back area. And I've had problems with, cell cameras sending pictures from there before and so uh i bought one of those one of the uh like extended antennas that you can get from tacticam and so i didn't have like a good like pole or anything to raise it up high um but i i basically just went over a t-post put it on the top of the t-post it's a much bigger antenna and so far it's worked decently like i've gotten some pictures i feel like i'm still not getting all the pictures and so i need to take some kind of Two by four or metal pole or something, and uh, and get it higher up in the air to get a little bit better service. But but it's definitely working better than it did last year. And so so yeah, I got that up and going again. I'm like looking at these beans. I'm thinking it's just the most amazing thing ever. Uh, but then I headed on back to the back, and uh, I stopped, uh, made a little pit stop at the saddle, and was looking at those beans, and they just kind of looked terrible. And I was like, man, like is it the soil? Was it uh, you know? the fertilizer is just a weird spot or what. Uh, but I, I drove on out cause they looked like they looked different than they had last time. Like they looked worse. And so walked out in the plot. And once I really got to looking, I realized that the soybeans are actually doing fantastic. They had just been hammered. Like the deer were just keeping them down. Every single plant that I looked at had been munched on. And j- I mean like some of them still had some leaves. Some of them were down to the stem like they were just being absolutely hammered, and so backing up to that first plot, it kind of makes me wonder. Like, like I, you know, they're not even that far apart, but the one down below it just looks lush and green and just not getting utilized really. And then this one, just a few hundred yards away is the crow flies, um, but right in the middle of kind of my deer area, more the sanctuary type thing, is just getting leveled. And so I was actually really happy with it. Um, You know, it's like, gosh, acre, acre and a half, something like that. Um, Again, I really only planted it just because I had extra seed left over. Um, But man, it like it's getting hammered. And so it's hard to complain about the deer munching it down, um, especially because, you know, it's kind of like a bonus plot to begin with. Um, So, yeah, I was actually pretty, pretty happy with that. And so with that in mind, I went on back to the back, my my biggest and kind of, you know, best spot, I would say. And that plot is not quite three acres. It's like two and a half to three, somewhere in there. And um, it was kind of a mix of the two. Like it had a lot of good growth, a lot of plants, but obviously had also been munched on really hard. But just the bigger size, the more acreage, is it was helping it keep up with the deer. And so it looked really, really good as well. So plots were looking good. I got six cameras out, I believe, and they have just been lighting up so far. It's been really, really fun. Nothing too crazy to speak of just yet. I got one buck that definitely gets me excited every time I see him, but I don't have any history with him, or at least I don't recognize him yet. And uh, I think he's going to be a little bit young this year. I don't know. It's always hard to tell during the summer. Oh, excuse me. We'll see how he looks as uh, as the fall gets closer. Got another eight point that's looking pretty solid. Some huge brows. I, I think I might know which buck it is, but again, a little early still. Um, but man, just here in the next few weeks, these bucks are really going to be packing on the inches. They're going to be recognizable. No 2% buck yet. Uh, he Last year, I think he showed up on the 14th, July 14th for the first time. Uh, In the previous two years, I think I had a picture of him on the exact same day in 21 and 2020 on, uh, I think it was like July 28th. And so he normally shows up, you know, end of July, something like that. I was hoping maybe with the the soybeans and the protein and everything, he might show up a little earlier. Uh, But so far, nothing. Uh, Really holding my breath that he's out there, though. He will be eight and a half this year. I know he made it through last season. Like I got a picture of him last year after deer season had already closed. So as long as, you know, a critter didn't get him or a vehicle or anything like that, a poacher, whatever, he should still be around. So uh, man, he's so, he's so weird. Again, I've been, you know, chasing this buck for a lot of years now. I feel like I know him pretty well. Um, As a three-year-old, he was around quite a bit. He completely disappeared as a four-year-old. As a 5-year-old, I probably got the most pictures ever when he was 5, but they were all nighttime. And then as a 6-year-old, he was a little bit less frequent, but I got a few more daytime pictures of him. And then last year, he was kind of in and out. I'd, I'd get him sometimes, not other times. Uh, I feel like when I did get him, I'd get him for like several days in a row, but then he'd be gone for a week or two, and then he'd come back. And And uh, I did have my one encounter with him, and so I'm, I'm pretty sure he's still around just kind of the same old story. I don't think he actually lives on our property. I doubt. At eight and a half years old, he's going to leave whatever secure place that he has lived for so long to come, you know, find a new home on our property. No matter how much habitat and food and everything else I have, and so it's going to be another cross your fingers. Uh, you know, I call him the two percent buck because I give myself a two percent chance of killing him. So, so yeah, he hasn't shown up yet got some other good bucks it's been a lot of fun getting all these pictures and everything and just excited to see what happens this year. I think things are setting up for a really, really good year. So, still got a few more like little odds and ends things to do. Need to uh, you know change some straps out on some stands. Need to level some blinds. Um, but as far as like big changes, not too much changing from uh, from last year to this year. Uh, you know, last year I was really focused on like getting my blinds and feeders and stands kind of set. This year it's been a lot more food plot habitat uh just kind of fine-tuning like you know stuff that i mentioned so so yeah things are setting up pretty good and uh i think that's gonna do it for the intro i don't know when i'm gonna get out there uh next this weekend we're having my baby girl's one year birthday party so we got like a Inflatable unicorn water slide or something coming. I don't know. My wife, uh, my wife went absolutely crazy. I should have rained her in a little bit more, but hey, you only turn one once, so let's live it up. So, anyway, that's uh, that's enough for the intro. This week, like I mentioned at the beginning, we have a really really fun episode. We got the bow hunting league coming back. So this, I believe, this is the third year in a row that we've had uh, Ben and some you know various guys from the bow hunting league on. Um, this year he, uh, brought a couple of the Oklahoma sponsors. He brought Ryan Strickland of, uh, native ground. And then he also brought Bryn Chapman of Oakland bow hunter, the, uh, an archery shop. And so, yeah, just a g- good old time. Ben talks about the bow hunting league, uh, Ryan and Bryn talk about their companies and, and how they kind of became a part of the bow hunting league family. We all talk about some experiences we've had. Uh, you know, I've been a part of the league, uh, just participated in it. Uh, the last two years, and uh, and plan to participate in it this year. And so, I always love having these guys on. I'm a huge supporter of the Bow Hunting League. I think it's just a really good, fun, um, judgment-free zone to come. Uh, you know, I asked Ben uh, a couple tough questions, and uh, one of them I asked was kind of how he feels that uh, that this competition, you know, could maybe negatively affect. Deer hunting for some people, and he he does a great job answering that question, and so just a really really good informative episode. So so that's what we have planned for this week. I hope you guys are ready for it. I'm gonna go uh, help prepare for this birthday party that we got coming up. Thank you guys for listening to the episode, and I'll see y'all on the other side. There is truly no place like the great outdoors in Oklahoma. When you're out in the wild, you want your wireless devices to work. Unlike other carriers. Bravado Wireless believes that coverage in rural areas is important so that you stay connected. With competitively priced plans and coverage where you need it, the mission of Bravado Wireless is to keep you connected no matter where you are. Visit bravadowireless.com or check them out at one of their retail locations. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection hey everybody welcome to today's show we got a, a packed house today on the Oklahoma outdoors podcast uh, I'm gonna let these guys go ahead and introduce themselves one at a time uh I'll point them out though just to kind of keep some of the confusion down so uh Ben you're you're kind of the guest of honor today with the bow hunting League uh Ben tell us a little about yourself
1: man you're really setting your bar low <laughs> um I' run the Bow hunting League it's it's a nationwide deer contest it's our ninth season. Uh, having the contest and uh give you a couple facts from last year last year we had right at 98,000 inches of antler entered uh, a little over 752 bucks and these deer are across the nation oklahoma is one of our top states Uh, i believe uh, oklahoma had the second most entries out of all the states last year um but yeah been on here before i think this is my third time being on the podcast with you appreciate you having us on and uh yeah having a good time man
0: absolutely absolutely 138 of those were mine so you're welcome i'll I'll try to bump it up this year though so all right let's move it down the line let's go to uh ryan tell us a little bit about yourself
2: yeah my name is ryan strickland um i'm a real estate agent with native ground land company uh, out of Oklahoma city and i'm a title sponsor to the uh, bow hunting league um first year uh, last year so native ground being the title sponsor for the league and uh I think he, last year was my second time participating in the league and, um, just, uh, you know, happy to be a part of of the league and getting to know these guys and appreciate having me on.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, Mr. Bryn, how are you doing today?
3: How's it going guys? So I'm Bryn Chapman. I own Okie Land Hunters uh, in Norman, Oklahoma. Um, this is my second year working with the bow hunting league. Uh, Kind of got turned on to these guys through a couple of the the heavy hitters in oklahoma so um man we're, we're happy to sponsor this and and work with them you know we typically sponsor a couple bows a year to um to the oklahoma big buck and um i think this year we missed the big buck but we got on ben if i'm not mistaken uh one of the big antlers and then the king of Queens, um, which glad to say if they're listening, their bows will be in tomorrow or so.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So that's, uh, that's the group today, uh, this evening. And uh, man, it's going to be a wild time here, but we're going to try to keep this somewhat on track. And so we're going to go back to Ben here. And uh, Ben, just in case somebody's listening to this, like you said, I think this is your third time coming on. We always love having you on. Um, I love the Bow Hunting League myself. I've been participating. Uh, my team has never done their very good, but we're going to change that. I keep shifting pieces around, kicking friends off and stuff. But uh, real quick, just in case somebody's listening to this and they don't know what the Bow Hunting League is, why don't you tell everybody?
1: All right. So first things first, you have until August 31st to sign up. Okay. It's going to cost you absolutely nothing to do that. Uh, get you and two friends to sign up at bowendingleague.com. Uh, like Brian said, we have several thousand dollars in prizes to give away. Uh, all thanks thanks to our sponsors. We had over $50,000 in prizes last year. Uh, we're quite a bit ahead of that this year. Um, what? How you participate is... It's you and two buddies, it's three-man teams, and it's the top buck per guy for your team for the season, okay? We try to keep things real easy, real real relaxed. You get 10 days to enter your deer after you kill it. Um, Lots of of fun stuff, lots of good information out there on our Facebook group. Um, We have, uh, everything's through our website, so you don't have to have social media if you don't like it. Uh, But it definitely enriches your experience. Uh, But like I said, it's free. There's no reason not to do it. If you bow hunt, get signed up, bowhuntingleague.com.
0: Awesome, awesome. So free to sign up. And uh, like you said, you got prizes. What what kind of prizes are there? I know it's not just one. So tell people like all the different ways they can win.
1: So conveniently enough, um, we have top buck, her uh, for Oklahoma's uh, sponsor is sitting here with us. We also, if your team finishes first in first place in the contest, you're going to win three uh, brand new bows, courtesy of Ryan Strickland, native ground land company. He's sitting with us today. So it's, it's one of those things. Um, I tell guys, don't worry too much about where you're going to finish. Just worry. Just focus on hunting. Don't worry about the contest. Uh, get your deer down. Make sure you take a picture with your bow. Uh, we we have prizes for the top 100 teams this year. Okay, so I'm mailing out 300 prize packages along with uh, top bucks per state. We don't restrict where you hunt. Um, uh, we we tell guys, hey, if you're in Oklahoma and you drew a Kansas tag and you kill a big deer in Kansas, it still counts towards your team. Don't worry about us too much. Just just go hunting, and uh, we'll sort out all the details later. Um, but yeah, that's all they have to do is just go deer hunting like they normally do. You know, we don't we don't want guys to feel like they have to uh, kill the deer in their state that they live in or team up with guys from different you know from their state. They can team up with guys all over the country if they want to. All
0: right, cool, cool. I got some more questions for you, but we'll we'll move on and come back to you, uh, Ryan. Let's let's move to you. So, Native Ground, um, tell us a little bit about uh, just your company where all y'all service, um, y'all specialty, just tell us a little bit about the company.
2: Yeah. So, um, I live in Edmond, Oklahoma. So, um, you know, I, I typically will service, you know, central, central Oklahoma, um, up as far North as, you know, Northern Payne County, Garfield County. And then as far South as, you know, uh, probably Garvin County somewhere in there. Um, We've got 12 agents uh, throughout the state, uh, so we can pretty much service the entire state um, from a from a real estate perspective. And so, you know, our primary focus is you know all types of large land real estate, uh, country homes on on acreage. Uh, so that's you know cattle ranches, horse farms, recreational property, investment property, timberland, you know, down in the southeastern part of the state. So. Uh, just really land of all types. So, we've been uh, we've been a group uh, going on about a year and a half now. Uh, I've been in the business since 2020, and uh, yeah, just uh, thrilled to be uh, thrilled to be in, in Oklahoma and and continuing to uh, you know be a be a part of the state. You know, this is where I'm from, so being able to go out and and to see the parts of the state that I maybe haven't seen growing up. Uh mm-hmm. it's pretty fun. So um, nice. It's been, a, it's been a good time.
0: Nice, nice. And uh I'm I'm gonna guess that you're probably a bow hunter yourself.
2: I am. I am, yep. Nice. Uh been bow hunting since about twenty fifteen. Um I haven't picked up a gun since to hunt. So wow.
0: <laughs> that's impressive. That's very impressive. All right, Mr. Brand, how you doing over there?
3: I'm doing good, guys. <laughs>
0: good. good All right. Tell me a little bit about a uh, okie Land bow hunting.
3: So, yeah. So, um, you know, Oak Lane hunters started, I was in the oil field for, uh, 11 years before that. I was been a paramedic for almost 20 years and, uh, and COVID kind of did me in, uh, with the oil field, um, went back to school during that time and figured out that, uh, I could possibly make money with the bow shop. Um, and I'm lucky enough that, um, my best friend owns the number one pro shop in Louisiana at Bayou Land Bowhunters. Um, And I'm trying to work on getting them in on the bow hunting league um, this for this next year. But, um, you know, we, we started out a uh, little small town shop. Nobody really knew who I was. Um, I've been doing this and tuning bows and working on my own stuff for the last 25 years. Um, and so got tied in with the the bow hunting league and uh man it's it's been great um our business model is we're just trying to grow the sport of archery and that's kind of our motto um you know archery was dying before covid uh, uh unfortunately it was kind of going to the wayside and uh covid brought out a lot of those guys that were turning away from it so we uh kind of capitalized on it and uh you know, to Ben and them in the bow hunting league, you know, we get nothing out of the. Uh...
0: Hey, guys, it's John. Quick editor's note here in mid-sentence. Bren's phone dropped the call. And so we're going to do a quick commercial here real quick. And then when we pick back up, uh, I'll be asking Ben a question. And then very soon after that. Bryn gets back on and gets to finish his train of thought. So just want to give you guys a quick little update and heads up. That's what's going on. And we'll get back to it right after this. You have the right to the best wireless service. Bravado Wireless provides the best mobile wireless, high speed internet, latest devices and customer service at prices you feel good about. Bravado Wireless strives to put these values first and offer you the best wireless service available. See what they have to offer at bravado com or one of their retail locations in Eastern Oklahoma. Let bravado wireless connect you to your family, friends and business partners all over the world. Bravado wireless, the power of connection. Uh, ben, we'll jump back over to you. So uh, I think I hinted it this last year. You probably don't remember, but uh, I just found out about two weeks ago that I drew an Iowa tag. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister last year moved to nebraska married a, a farm boy out there and so i'm calling this my year of the whitetail. and so i'll be hunting awesome. iowa nebraska oklahoma and texas and so let's just say things were to go right fall in and i knocked down you know three or four nice bucks this year uh talk about what that could uh what that could put me into
1: so at the end of the year um at the actually end of the calendar year you know deer season is still going on after the end of december right but we decided a couple years ago hey we want to have a like a grand finale we call it the showdown okay obviously a state has to be open pretty late for us to have a late season hunt after after the end of december uh but what we do is we take the top 10 and what's called the King of Tines. So the King of Tines is an individual contest within our deer contest. It's your top five bucks for the year. So in that scenario, let's say you kill four solid deer, um, more than likely you're gonna be in the top 10 in King of Tines, okay? And in that scenario, you'd get invited to that hunt. Uh, we, do a, we do a three-day hunt. It's super laid back on public land. And I'm telling you right now, it's one of the best things that I've been a part of ever. Um, last year we invited 22 guys from across the nation even into Canada some guys earned an invite Uh, one of the guys in Canada we'll talk about him he uh, killed a 211 inch mule mule deer because we we take into account um, the four major uh, subspecies of of deer in the United States you know you got whitetail coos deer uh, blacktail and muleys okay well he, he qualified with that giant deer, right? To, you know, to come. Um, we take the top bucks too, we like, give them an invite. He drove two days from Saskatchewan to go hunt public ground in Arkansas um, and uh, you know, hunt spikes and does, right? Uh, but he even said himself, he's like, dude, this is the most fun I've ever had on a deer hunting trip. And I'm thinking, you know, you're over here shooting 200 inch muleys, how's this, you know, how does that compare? But when you get all these guys that come in, from all different kind, all different states and backgrounds, and you know, we share that camaraderie with bow hunting. Uh, we, you know, create lifelong friendships. Um, I was telling somebody the other day, you know, if I invited twenty two people to my house that all lived in my same town, I probably couldn't get five of them to show up, right? And and that's the thing, like, just shows you the commitment that comes with those things. But yeah, that's something that you could say yourself, uh, set yourself up in if you shoot four solid bucks. Um, I think we had one guy that qualified with three deer last year, but he had like a 150 average with three deer. So, Um, but yeah, now that's, that's, that's one of the pieces of the bow hunting league. There's several different machines going on. Um, You know, it can, we can get real in the weeds real quick. Um, But the thing is just hunt the way you're going to hunt. Just like you said, it's the, it's the year of the whitetail, right? This is your, this is your biggest season. Uh, You're getting caught up with all your honey right now. Uh, to make sure you've got all your time off and uh, and that's the thing if it all works out you can we'll see you out there in
0: Arkansas. Awesome. Awesome. Bryn, can you hear us again? Yeah, I'm back, guys. Sorry, I guess <laughs> I lost service. That's all right. I just want to make sure you get your time in. So uh if you can remember where you at, I, my my mind kinda moved on, but if you can remember where you at, yeah. You can so take off the game I'll, right
3: I'll just, you know, we opened up in twenty July of twenty twenty one. Um actually we're about 10 days out from our two-year anniversary um you know and i we've been really blessed uh you know i I looked at the metro the oklahoma city metro we needed a good bow shop um around here inside the metro um there's a couple on the outlines outskirts you know do a great job but nothing really inside the metro and uh that's what kind of spurred me to get get the bow shop going and uh Put the pen to paper and realize I could probably make a little bit of money at this, um, make a living and uh, give back to the community. So that's what we did. And then got hooked up um, within our first year. We got hooked up with the bow hunting League. Really liked what I saw the first year and uh, decided we were going to step it up. We we were lucky enough six months in to get a Matthews dealership, which typically takes about two years to get. And uh decided, you know, why not put it to good use and uh had some some opportunities, talked to my retailers and we were able to uh to get some bows, donated, um, and even paid for some. Uh I know me and Ryan, we've worked on some other um opportunities out there. Um I've had a you know, like Ben said, I heard what Ben was saying there towards the end, get to meet some great people. Um and and that's something you know, the bow hunting league, it brought me and Ryan together, you know, and, and so now me and Ryan are, uh, are working together on, on a couple different projects. And, you know, it's nice to meet people that are one like-minded, but two also, um, have a passion for the sport of archery.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome guys. Really cool. Really cool. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, deer hunting since that's kind of what, what we're all here for. Um, Ryan, did you say this is going to be your second year in the league?
2: Uh, so this upcoming year will be my third year in the league. Uh, last year was my second year. So,
0: okay. Gotcha.
2: Um, yeah. Uh, you know, the first year, you know, was a part of, part of the league and just, just kind of followed it. Um, you know, saw, saw what a great job, you know, Ben and, and his team did, um, uh, you know, with with how it was run and and how it's put together and how it was such a welcoming community. You know, sometimes you get online and social media and people can, you know, take shots at others and, you know, say things and that sort of stuff. And I and I really never saw any of that. So um, you know, I think that just is a testimony to the bow hunting community uh as a whole, you know, the the people that are really bow hunters, you know, uh you know, it's a solid, solid group of people and everybody's been very supportive of one another and it's been well run. And I mean, the growth has just been astronomical and, uh, you know, I thought it was something that, you know, I would just like to support, you know, from a personal perspective, as well as a business perspective, you know, I felt like, you know, I have a huge passion for bow hunting and, and archery. And, you know, I want to be rooted in, in the community, uh, especially in Oklahoma and help grow the sport you know without having a shop on my own you know um you know i want to support the local local shops like like brin uh at oakland and uh you know just grow the sport in the state and you know because i'm so passionate about it you know the total archery challenge has come to oklahoma I'm trying to mm-hmm. uh you know get involved in that and, and and help grow that within the state too and and just you know grow the whole community something i'm passionate about so that's that's really the biggest thing for me. And, uh, you know, bow huntings I mean, it it encompasses just about every thought I have if I'm not doing it, I'm thinking about it. So. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I I always enjoy the, the, uh, the league Facebook page. And I always kind of end up feeling bad for people because there's a lot of people who find out about it, you know, after it's too late to join, maybe they join during the season, you know, see it. And, oh gosh, I mean, I lose count of how many people ask, like, how do I join, um, and so, you know, that's part of the reason we're doing this now in the summer, get the word out uh, so people can find out about it. So, uh, but anyway, so, so Ben, you gave me permission to ask you tough questions. And so I got a tough question for you and I, I might <laughs> ask the other guys this question afterwards, but, um, I was listening. I don't remember who it was, but, uh, it was, you know, a big voice in the hunting community. And, um, uh, he was talking about how he kind of disproves, disapproves of, you know, competitions, stuff like this, uh, you know, say it maybe puts a bad eye on hunting. Um, what, a, I I guess kind of what's your rebuttal to that argument?
1: So, <clears throat> you know, at, in the beginning I tried to get everybody right. You know what I'm saying? I tried to like, um, change people's minds on some things. Um, you know, there. this is gonna be a two part answer. First part is we don't have to have everyone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say that, I'm not, I'm not here to really change somebody's perspective on what they think is ethically right or not. I know all of our guys are ethical, right? All of our guys, you know, we're all hunting the way we're going to hunt anyway. Um, you know, if we catch somebody being unethical, poaching, or, or just trying to lie, you know, in the contest or something like that and cheat, you know, doing things that would be a black guy for the contest, we get rid of them, Okay. But what i found is, um, competition brings people together. Okay, guys, get the uh, you have the shiny spot of the prize. You know, and like hey, I can win a bow, I can uh, I can win some some sweet camouflage, I can win trail cameras. You know these things, but those things don't change our life. Okay, we're all working. We've all got you know our day our day to day jobs and and you know that's those things don't change. Right. But what's cool is a competition like this can bring you closer, you know, you know, bring, bring friends into your life, bring new people into your life, positive people. And then those end, those end up setting up hunts. You end up going hunting with them, even if it's virtual. Like, I mean, I see it all the time. Like I've got all these little Facebook and Snapchat groups that I'm in that are spinoffs of the bow hunting league. And that just enriches my experience. Okay. Because we don't always have somebody that's going to be close to us that's necessarily going to be hunting with us. You know, maybe we, we have a small permission place we can't take anybody. Well, this you can virtually hunt with other guys. It's just like a big deer camp. Um, you know, before social media, and I think a lot of these negativities and these, uh, these things uh, have been created since social media got created, right? Right. Social media has got, it just gives everybody a platform where they can instantly be negative about something and they don't have to go through any, any vetting, right? They can just be negative. Um, But before social media was around, um, we didn't have telecheck. We didn't have these, we didn't, couldn't go on the internet and check deer in. We had to check deer in a check-in station, right? Mm -hmm. Or something along those lines, right? And. Even at the at the check-in stations, you would you go check your deer in. You know, maybe opening day of gun season or just uh, during the rut. You're there on a Saturday. Most people are hunting on the weekends. You're eating lunch at the at the little grocery store in town. People bring their deer in, check in. You know, go check in a deer. where you're immediately going out there, and everybody's having a tailgate party, right? Mm-hmm. This is a way for us to do this virtually because what happens. Is we've lost a lot of that connection, that local connection stuff. You know, a lot of these stores don't exist anymore. That a lot of the check-in stuff doesn't exist, right? It's all through our phones, through apps, through the internet. So, um, saying that, yeah, I mean, I could see if somebody if somebody was doing the competition for the wrong reason, yeah, it's they're not going to get the benefit out of it that most of the guys are. But if if they are doing it um, for just the reason just, hey, this is an add-on to my season it's going to enrich it. And the thing is competition brings out camaraderie and, you know, realistically we all played sports, you know, we all played baseball growing you know, growing up. We played basketball, football, all these things, you know, that's our, some of our best memories, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when you get, when we get older, we go to go get jobs, have kids, families, all this stuff. You lose a lot of that because you don't really get that connection. I mean, if you look at, um, uh, what Bryn's got going on, he holds, um, he holds uh shoots at at his shop every week okay he's guys come come there you know like they don't come there to win money some of them they win up most of the money you know look at chris hammond he comes in there and cleans up every week he shoots but the thing is chris hammond's going there for other reasons other than just win money you know what i'm saying like he i mean he's going to hang out see the guys and you know it gives us something that we can collect and 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 meet and and just gives us more camaraderie so yeah competition not always the best thing but realistically if you look at anything that we follow and we we enjoy you know a lot of times it's sports and stuff i mean that's what i'm saying what's you know what's wrong with uh, competing at a high level absolutely nothing you know there there's nothing wrong with competing at a high level or even just getting your name in the hat and say hey i'm gonna bring it all and push yourself and, you know, try to get some more out of the season. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. And it's funny you kind of pointed at Bryn there because that's kind of where my mind was going. I was going to ask him kind of if he sees any correlation, you know, between like that bow shop feel, people coming in, hanging out, and the bow hunting league where you get people from all over the country, not just your local area, but all over the country coming in, talking, you know, bouncing ideas off each other. Do you see some of that uh, correlation, Bryn?
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, that was, you know, we kind of touched on wanting to open a bow shop. And, uh, you know, I grew up in shooting out of uh, Bayou Land Bow Hunters down in Bruceard, Louisiana. And, you know, Brandon Carmier, he's one of my best friends, but that was, it was kind of like the barbershop, you know, um, our, our parents, grandparents, you know, fathers, dads. They hung out at the barbershop, you know, and that was kind of the, the hangout place back in their time. The bow shop back home was kind of the hangout spot. Everybody went, hung out, talked, showed, you know, back then we were we were still developing pictures out of trail cameras. You know, trail cameras were early, but we showed pictures, and you know, now that social media is kind of taking it by storm we can really show a lot of pictures and i get that and that's what the i kind of wanted to breed in our bow shop was that hometown feel everybody's a friend you got you may be a brand new deer hunter guess what there's going to be some experienced guys in here that are going to show you what good deer look like Uh, and ben touched on chris hammond you know we hold these shoots Chris comes in, and, and for those that don't know who Chris Hammond is, um, Chris Hammond's a professional archer. He's located in Norman, Oklahoma, and uh it, matter of fact, this past weekend, made the shoot down for the ASA. Um, I'm a semi-pro archer. Um, I'm not near on the level of Chris Hammond as far as my shooting goes. Um, he's a lot more pinpoint, but Chris comes in, shoots in these competitions, and You know, it's not about always winning the money. Chris is there to He's a representative of Matthew's Archery, of all his sponsors. And, you know, he's just a very genuine person. So, you know, to have guys like that that come in our shop and hang out, Ryan comes in. I mean, if nobody saw the pictures of Ryan's deer this year, Jesus, he shot a monster this year in Oklahoma. And to have Ryan come in, Ryan came in and talked and and a couple guys recognized him and started talking to him about his deer, you know, And, and the story is really a good story that he tells you about how he got that deer, you know, so it's having that, that camaraderie and that, you know, hey, you may be new to this, but this is where it can lead you if you stick to it, if you join it, if you Embrace it, you know, look, I'm going to admit I've been uh, on two different teams. I haven't turned a deer in yet because the deer I shoot are small. Um, But, you know, um, one of my team members this year, he actually got to turn in one that was an absolute stud for Oklahoma. Um, and, And the crazy thing is he shot it 40 yards off his back porch in a ground blind, you know, so, but he has become one of those individuals that he walked into my shop. We became friends. Now we hang out all the time, you know, and he's just a good hearted person. And, you know, to have guys come in and, and that are interested in bow hunting, I can tell you, I've been in shops. I've been in many a shops in, in 25 years of shooting bows that there are several shops I will never step footed back into um, just because of the way they treat people. You know, um, I didn't want that. I wanted you to come in my shop and feel the love, feel like, Hey, you're welcome. The minute you walk in my shop, I I'm horrible with names, but I try to remember who you are. What's your goal? What's, what is your end result? If you're coming by a bow for the first time, I'm trying to learn you and what your end goal is. Or you could be like, you know, um, so one of Chris Hammond's partners, Scott Langley, this guy travels all over. I learned Scott meets Scott through the ASA and we get to him. Scott comes to me now. He buys bows from me, but Scott's a, a world champion recurve archer that I don't know about you know, cause he's so humble. He's a humble individual, but then I meet people like Ryan, you know, that Ryan's just started, you know, he's only been shooting. I, I was shocked to learn Ryan just started in 2015, you know, but Ryan is, is, he's a good person. He's energetic about bow hunting. And that's the kind of people I, I want around us and in our shop, because it, it promotes that bow hunting was dying before covid and there's no doubt if you talk to shops that were mom-and-pop businesses the bow hunting was going away it was getting expensive it was getting hard to um hard to find a good shop and that's what we wanted to change here in oklahoma and i believe we've done it um i i honestly think we've spurred some other shops in other areas of Oklahoma to to say hey we need to step up and be like this shot. and you know as long as we're growing the sport that's what's important to me you know um I have an eight-year-old son that shoots this kid's going to go after his first deer this year with a bow and our goal this year is to get the kid get him on a deer and shoot a a deer with his bow
0: here's the big question we have are you gonna let him on your team? Who
3: <laughs> you know I probably will. I probably will. You know, I'm I'm shopping for team members, you know. Uh-huh. I, I don't think one, I don't think, you know, one of mine kind of kind of slacked. I, I really slack. Uh-huh. People really have to have to pull the weight with me. Um, but you know, and, and everybody understands. I think people need to understand the sacrifice that I make as a bow shop owner. I don't get to hunt like Mm -hmm. I did prior. Uh, The year prior to me opening the bow shop, I spent every single morning in a stand, multiple afternoons in a stand, had my best season ever, um, shot my, my limit of deer in Oklahoma with a bow, all with a bow, You know, now I literally sell four of my hunting bows a year. So I'm constantly rigging up a new bow and then having to go out and, and try to shoot. I shot three deer last year with a bow. And you know, it's, it's not, I don't get to go and sit in the stand as much because I'm more worried about my customers. Now I've hit this stage of my career that, I want to grow bow hunters. I want to grow the sport. I want to give back to the sport. And that's where the bow hunting league has, you know, I don't get any data from them. I don't get emails or phone numbers or things like that to text people. I do it because I want to support something that is is a competition. And like Ben, like the original question, there's – you know competition breeds you to push harder Mm -hmm. um plain and simple and it it's why i shoot competition archery now it helps me to to be a better archer you know and and unfortunately where i grew up january 30th bow goes in the case you don't pick it up till august 1st Mm -hmm. if if august 1st even really is where you pick it up it may be september you know it was kind of a to get you to gun season, and up here, it's a whole different mentality. I mean, I really believe we have one of the biggest traditional archery followings in the nation. Mm-hmm. you know, um, I get so many traditional archers in, and uh you know we have a a hunt that is traditional archery only out here, you know, so it's it's about growing for me, it's about growing the sport. Mm-hmm
0: uh Ben that reminded me of another question I got, I got a couple for you um I, I know I saw a couple like traditional only teams this last year is that its own category is that just people that were you know just trying to be cool and do their own thing or is there a separate traditional category
1: so we, yeah so we had we're keeping a, a traditional only scoreboard this year and we have prizes for the top trad team <clears throat> and like uh Bryn was saying I mean it's those guys are on a different level themselves i mean they're obsessive i mean they i mean it's like a you know they have to shoot every day just to feel like they can sleep well at night or something like i mean those guys are intense Mm -hmm. um but and i'm even seeing that niche of bow hunting growing a lot you know where technology just keeps advancing and you know things keep changing you know the you know you think about all the different styles of crossbows there are out there and stuff. And then you have the trad guys that are going backwards and they're making their own bows. Now they're, you know, that's a whole different art that, you know, so, uh, yeah, saying that, I mean, we're, we keep a we have a trad uh, division, I think, um, I think about 5% of our entries last year were trad. So we've got a ways to go to, to grow that within the bow hunting uh, league, but, I mean, it's growing. I mean, we're going to have, we'll have a top 10 uh, trad uh, this year and uh, the top uh, trad team and the top king of, we have a king of tines trad too. So, I mean, for the top five bucks uh, killed with the trad bow, so that's a stretch too. That makes it even harder. Uh, Mm -hmm. But those guys all get an invite to the showdown too. And and that was really my first um, uh, time ever hunting with uh, traditional guys um we had several of them in camp uh, we even had some guy once they figured out the the top trad guys were coming to the showdown hey we had more guys bring trad bows than i expected and they're all out there shooting in the yard and stuff and talking and it's some really neat stuff i mean it's just um but yeah the trad guys they're they're on a different level and we you know that's the thing it is a totally different level of skill and uh and style and um and so we wanted to separate it out now a trad team technically could win the top trad team and the top overall because we don't exclude them exclude them from overall prizes and then i guess if we had an um an all female uh youth team that was trad only they could win the (laughs) (laughs) track all four of the categories so uh, but we break it out man I mean, we understand that there are Limitations and hurdles, and you know we're realistic on this stuff. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I mean it's hard for um for women to get in the sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about you know guys, you just throw some stuff together, you know you, you know you got buddies to shoot with or just shoot, and and we can just pack up and go to most random public land we want to, no problem, right? Well, um, most of the time females can't do that, you know, and kids can't do that, you know, and and so like we understand that there are. Uh, you know there's different things they have to overcome so we say you know what we're going to break this out and it what it does is it gets them around more hunters like themselves uh like the kids you know it, it can you know it's always parents that you know that run the kids teams right mm-hmm. but it's cool because they can they can make friends all over the country um and uh, just like the the women i mean they can they can connect with other women across the country you know doing bow hunting and stuff and um it's fun yeah that's but yeah we have we have trad only prizes and pr- tried only scoreboards so that's gonna be really interesting to watch
0: yeah i actually got I'm a real into trad myself last year and uh excuse me i had the goal of killing a deer with my trad bow last year actually I, I think it was ryan mentioned the the total archery challenge I actually took my trad bow to that last year and then but Today is uh, actually my daughter's one year birthday. I had a little girl last July and drastically underestimated how much that would affect my time out in the woods. And so when it came down to it, I always found myself grabbing that compound. Uh, but it is, it is a goal of mine to kill a deer with the with a trad bow. So, uh, Ryan, you've been quiet for a little bit. So I got a question for you. I want to hear a little bit about your team. Are you going into this year with the same team as last year? Are you changing it up? How'd y'all do last year? Just tell us a little bit about your team.
2: Uh so um, last year my team was different than it was uh the year prior um I had a uh, couple couple friends um that typically kill a buck and a pretty pretty big buck every year um on my team last year so I felt pretty good and, and one of them he has a pretty sweet lease up in Kansas and he uh, ironically didn't hardly even hunt last year. So he, he threw a a big old goose egg up there for me. And then, uh, my other friend that Bryn knows well, uh, buddy, Josh Jacobson, uh, he threw up a goose egg last year too. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I I would, I would bring Bryn on my team, but I don't think he's any good either. So, you know, I don't really know what I'm going to do. Uh, I, I'll probably bring those other guys back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I know the feeling. I, uh, so, yeah, last year was my second year in the league, and I've yet to have a single teammate. I've had four different teammates, you know, two the first year and two new ones last year, and I've yet to have a single one turn a buck in. So uh, I've actually thought, and I was about to ask Ben about this question, I've thought about just getting on the old Facebook page and reaching out, I kind of think it'd be cool to reach out to people in other states, you know, that I've never met, um, and, and that's a good segue, and gonna let Ben kind of take it from there. Let's say, Ben, I'm listening to this, and maybe I just don't have any friends, or maybe my friends don't bow hunt, but I still want to participate. Is there a good way I can get on the team still?
1: Yeah, so we have a, uh, we have a thread pinned at the top of the Facebook group. If you go find the Facebook group, Bow Hunting League, and at the very top, there's a i believe it's called free agent or looking for a team thread and there's over 400 comments in that thing um and i i would just recommend guys if you don't know anybody hop in there post some picks up of some of the bucks you've killed or or you know just be honest people hey i'm hunting oklahoma i haven't killed a bow buck yet i'm 100 percent bow hunter just looking to join a team have a good time get my feet wet and you'll have immediately have people message you and get get something signed up the only way that you're not the only way you can't win stuff in the bow hunting league because we're going to have lots of free drawings uh for all kinds of prizes just for entering deer um is by not signing up you know that's really i mean there's i mean we have we probably have over um, I bet we have $1,500 and stuff that's donated just during the sign-up period. I mean, you're seeing some stuff coming through right now. Osseo gear has got a $250 gift card. Uh, that's, that's, you know, all you have to do is sign up and just comment on one of the posts. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's fun, man. Just, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's the easiest way to get involved. You know, if, if I, I tell people a lot of times, if, if you're wanting to hunt other states, you know, wanting to meet more people, wanting to get, get out there and, and you know, meet some other like-minded bow hunters. Um, team up with some random guys. Some guys in states like, Hey, I'd like to hunt Missouri or, or Nebraska or something like that. There you'll see guys out there posting that stuff and like you can just message them, say what you know you know what kind of area are you hunting Do you hunt a lot public what you know just fill them out you know see if they're open to maybe trading out or something mm-hmm. um, because realistically um, you know, out of all the limitations we have time's probably our biggest limiting factor mm-hmm. right because time's connected to our health connected to um all kinds of things that that limit us as far as uh, hunting right and time is a consistent thing you know you don't get more you can't go backwards in time and it's going to get here and season will be here before we know it anyway so um yeah set up a plan you know get out there um there's a a thread top of the group you can find guys to team up with and uh yeah just just do it just Mm -hmm. see what happens
0: yeah Yeah. If I can put my two cents there in there uh, and this, this goes for the league itself also, not just for the team signups, but don't be intimidated. You know, you're going to, if you get on that thread, you're going to see some guys who, you know, have killed some giant bucks and stuff. But uh, one thing I've noticed, some of those pictures are pretty old, you know, maybe, maybe that was the one that they got lucky on, you know, 10 years ago or something. Um, So, you know, be honest, be upfront. Um, You know, if you're new, say you're new, you're going to find other people who might be new, still be interested. Um, But then also just, you know, as far as like submitting your buck and stuff, uh, you know, two years ago, I submitted a buck that didn't even make Pope and Young. And granted, the league wasn't quite as big back then, but I think I was still in the top, like 250 teams by myself. Like I said, my teammate didn't even, you know, submit anything. And so, uh, you know, if if you got a a good team, if y'all kill some some decent bucks or even if just two of you. You know, you're not it's not going to be like you're finishing one thousandth place like you're going to you're going to be in there. Um, And obviously there's going to be a few of those teams just knocking down some some studs, uh, you know, dadgum Tyrell Roy and whatever his teammates name. You know, they're always like in the top 10 and stuff. Um, y'all missing mentioned uh, Chris Hammond several times. He's been on the show uh twice. I know his team always does pretty good. Um and, yeah, but, I, uh, you know, and, and kind of like why Ben is here, you know, Oklahoma has been representing. We've been doing really well in this thing. Um, so it's a great, great time to just show co- showcase our state. Um, sometimes I wish we weren't showcasing it quite as well, uh, but that's just part of it. So all these guys are laughing and a lot, you know, they know what I'm talking about. But, uh,
2: well, but, yeah. There's no deer in Oklahoma, John. That's
0: that's right. Oh, I say it all the time.
3: The deer don't live here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, my, uh, my podcast boss, Dan Johnson from Iowa. Uh, it seems like he goes out of his way to talk about how awesome Oklahoma is. And, and he's <laughs> never even, he's never even been here and hunted here. And so, uh, once I drew, drew that Iowa tag, I told him I was going to finally be able to come hunt a big deer cause there's no big deer here in Oklahoma. So, uh, well, cool guys. Well, we're coming up on an hour and I don't want to keep y'all too awful long. So, uh, I want to go back down the line again, kind of like we did at the beginning. Let y'all just kind of shout out uh, you know, your companies, uh, where people can find you, um, you know, social media, website, whatever you got. Uh, just if somebody listens to this and want to get wants to get in touch with you, let them know where to find you. So um, Ryan, we'll start with you.
2: Yeah, so you can find me on social media, uh, Facebook. It's just Ryan Strickland, uh, Instagram. It's Ryan dot strickland2120, the digits 2120. Um Our uh, Native Ground Land Company website is nativegroundlandco.com. And uh, feel free to give us a message through the website, or you can call me at 405-578-6260.
0: That's a real realtor giving out his phone number on air. (laughs) Hi, Bryn. Bryn, what about you?
3: Man, I don't know if I can
0: follow that. (laughs) That's (laughs) a pro right there.
3: Uh, You know, Um you can find me so Okie Land Bow Hunters. Um, our website isn't up yet. Um, so everything's done through Facebook. Um, you can look up Okie Land Bow Hunters on Facebook. Um, our shop phone number is 405-928-9934. If you want to connect with me personally, um, it's Bryn Br Chapman. Um, you can't miss me. I'm wearing a Matthews jersey shooting a bow on facebook and if you want to connect with me on instagram it is actually the raging cajun archer on instagram so reach out to me if you're here in oklahoma man we'd love to have your business um we'd love to show you what we can provide you as far as bow and archery goes if you're new experienced it doesn't matter come in see us we'd love to to meet you
0: awesome. All right, Ben, I know you could have gone on for another 30 minutes telling people about the league and the prizes and all the competitions. You didn't mention the one shot, king of queens, all the other competitions, but uh so if somebody's listening to this and want more information, where do they need to go?
1: So uh, we got a lot of bow hunting league guys that are going to listen to this and I, you know, o- Oklahoma really has grown for us a lot in the last 2 years and these two guys that are on actually all three of you guys are 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 pillars in in the bow hunting bow hunting community in Oklahoma right um, just by supporting us and you know and connecting different ways so bowhuntingleague.com it's easy to find us but i'm going to challenge our guys that are in Oklahoma right or if you're going through Oklahoma but mostly the guys that live in Oklahoma that are league members we do not exist without our sponsors okay we just don't exist we can't grow without them. The way we, right, we've we grown, we don't have prizes without these guys. And if you guys have questions about real estate or looking, maybe like, hey, how do I buy a farm? You know, you know, is it even feasible or just maybe looking to relocate, get a house with some acreage or just just buying a new house in general? Call Ryan and ask him any question you have about real estate. Make him your freaking real estate agent. You know, just just for questions, just call him. He's going to tell you everything he knows. he tell you what he thinks about the market or, you know, what a good situation is for you. Just be, he's going to be honest with you and help you. He's on your side. He wants to help us, okay? Same thing for Okieland bow hunters. If if you're looking at getting a new bow or, you know, need new strings or, you know, want to see some different sites, whatever the situation is, call call Bryn say, Hey, this is what I'm looking at, or just stop in his shop. Just like he said, you're going to be welcome. Um, that's my challenge to the guys in Oklahoma, you know, um, help these guys thrive because if they can thrive, we thrive and, um, we'll keep growing. And guess what? The prizes keep getting better. You know, they, they came up last year and said, Hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, they donated between the two of them. I think we had five, uh, <laughs> I want to say like six bows donated i came i don't even know off the top of my head it was it was a bunch and the thing is um those don't those don't happen without our sponsors okay um so yeah a little peer pressure for you but if you guys are looking at doing this stuff anyway might as well support something that you support too that you like and um, that helps us and just tell them that you're from the bow hunting league tell them say hey i heard about you on this and and i just think it's awesome and and it you know makes them feel good so, um, but like I said, appreciate you guys, uh, super, we're real easy to find key thing is get your two friends, sign up bowendingleague.com before August 31st. If you don't sign up before August 31st, you're out, out for the year. So, uh, get signed up, maybe, maybe win something, make some new
0: friends. Awesome guys. I appreciate y'all coming together and working with me here. And, uh, I hope everybody has a great season. We'll talk to y'all later. Thank you, John.
2: Appreciate, appreciate you having me. Thanks, man.
0: I'm telling you folks, Bowhunting League, go check it out. I have really, really enjoyed being a part of it. Competing every year, never done that great, uh, but it's a lot of fun and it's a really, really good community, like we talked about. So, uh, special thanks to Ryan with Native Ground and Bren with Okie Land Bow Hunting for jumping on, uh, giving their support to the Bow Hunting League and just hunting and bow hunting and everything in general in Oklahoma. So, huge shout out to those guys. As always, thank you to Ben for coming on, talking about the Bowhunting League, and you know he barely scratched the surface of what the bow League is all the different competitions uh, during the summer. They do the one shot competition, just kind of a straight up archery challenge um, within the bow hunting league. There's the King of Queens, which is whoever shoots the most does. There's obviously all the different buck competitions, state competitions, uh, traditional archery in the spring. They do a turkey hunting competition. Usually in the fall, they also have a uh, elk competition going on. So yes, if you are a bow hunter anywhere in the country be sure to look up the bow hunting league and get involved so that's going to do it for this week thank you guys for for following along i got a birthday party to get ready for so i'm going to get going thank you guys for listening to this podcast and until next week i will see y'all right back here on the oklahoma outdoors podcast